Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Um, for what's happening 
And I saw something that just chilled me even more, if it's possible. Um, you know, we, we, I think we, with this Trump-Russia uh, thing, as he says, we, we lose sight of the overall picture. And, and some uh, diplomat put it in, in words that I think everybody can understand, is that uh, uh, Trump is owned by Putin. He's been groomed since the 1980s. He's been compromised. And whether even Trump is smart enough to know it, Putin owns him and has infected him with these ideas of, of nationalism and, and hatred, which certainly includes the LGBTQ community. And um, basically what Putin does, what Russia does, is they, they find these candidates in other countries and they infect them uh, they, they, they compromise them, and then they inject them into the system, into the United States, for example, into our culture, into our politics. And um, it's an old KGB trick, and it's working well for them, and it's very scary because I don't know what you think, Ray, but I don't think Trump has given up a drop of power on, on, unless, uh, unless he kills us all or something like that. And by Trump, I mean Trump and Putin. Um, have you given that dismal thought any consideration, Ray? I, I'm extremely concerned, and I'm equally concerned that I don't know if other people, of the predominant populace, has a clue as to the geopolitical dangers that we're in right now. I think we're most or as close to. Um, you know, the end is a as a mis- Cuban Missile Crisis when I was in the, the ninth grade, and I feel those same pangs of pain in my stomach. I really do. Yeah, I mean we're we're getting ready for an election, and there are lots of Democratic candidates jumping in the pool and talking, and um, you know I want to be hopeful. But, you know, honestly, is it going to be any different than 2016? I mean, in the sense, I mean, nothing has been done to prevent another hacking, another um, takedown of the American system, our cyber optics, our cyber security. Uh, Elections are not protected. And I... I don't know. I guess I, I don't want I don't want to think about it. But if we don't think about it, um, we're gonna we're gonna have four more years of Trump, which I just cannot I I, I cannot imagine. And um, so so bad is <laughs> I mean I I I just wanted to also mention you know um, people may have heard of. Uh, Brexit, which is the the United Kingdom deciding to separate from um, the European Union, and that's all in the news. It's one big, gigantic mess, and they voted to leave, but now they don't know how to do it, and that is another Putin job because really it's based on um, uh, fear of, of immigrants, fear of the other, fear of 
anybody who, uh, who doesn't have white skin. Um, does that sound familiar in America? Trump and his damn wall. You know, that's the, the brown menace he's fighting. And it, it really rings clue, uh, true to bigots and, and the worst in us. So, so put it together. <laughs> the thing yesterday in New Zealand, um, people sort of claiming, um, thanking Trump, the, the, the perpetrators thanking Trump, and then England falling to pieces. I mean, this is uh, this is how world wars start. I I, I mean, um, or world takeovers, which I I can't even imagine. But it it, it just um, when when I under, understood the relationship more, when I understand the relationship more between Putin and Trump and how they did it and how feckless our response has been I, I mean Ray you wrote this week about why isn't Nancy Pelosi going to do impeachment and and I thought about it and I said well maybe she's right no she's not right that madman will do anything soon um, he'll do he, I mean he's a danger every, every minute he's in office and um, you know when Nixon was impeached. They didn't have the goods on him when they started it. It was only until the last minute when they they uh, got the tapes and they found the smoking gun on Nixon. That was that was when he was going to get impeached, not before. Um. So. Um. And all of this is going to lead to our topic of the day, which is Trump's assault on LGBT. But um, Ray, what do you think about impeachment? And Pelosi saying no. You know, I've had quite a few runarounds and go-arounds discussing people this with people, um, and I don't know where you stand on it because we didn't do a pre-production show. I was furious. Uh, I really was, and I'll tell you why. I, I it remind the analogy for me is as a principal of a school. If I decide that a student by let's say eleventh grade is so obnoxiously um, uncontrollable that we will just decide that he will graduate no matter what happens, no matter what the behavior, no matter what the transcripts, no matter what the results on the regents' exams, because that's what they're doing now. He's just not worth it, to quote Nancy Pelosi. What if, as a principal or a department chair, I said, this individual has caused so much trouble for the last to, to 10 years that we're just going to get him through and get him out. We're not going to examine what he did, whether he passed or he failed, whether he committed, you know, acts of brutality or, or bullyism or God knows what, theft, because he's not worth it. He's going to move on. And I can't accept that. That sets precedent that completely destroys any modicum of, of fairness of, of uh, any threshold of, uh, you know, requirements. And it, it's to, I guess, uh, my long convoluted answer your, to your question is I, I was very upset by it. I get her, I get her motivation. I get it well. I, she, she feels that it's just going to divide us more and it's going to 
uh, you know, energize his faith, and they're going to come back at us, as Trump has said, because we're in trouble because the thugs and the bikers don't going to get us, David. They're going to come right out and get you. They're going to come out here in a wicked little town carry me out. I mean, he's been telling everybody. So, um, and I'm not kidding. I mean, it's, it was the, it just came across the news before the podcast. You know, he's threatening for the third time now. There will be violence on the part of his base if the Democrats continue their behavior. How does one filter that through a prism? You tell me. I see. I <laughs> I don't got no answers. <laughs> I I um. Uh, I mean, I I I never thought this would happen, but it has. It is, and and I think a lot of people are in denial. I'm still in a certain amount of denial, but there's never going to be a peaceful transfer. As Michael Cohen testified, Trump will never give up that office. He will he will contest any election results. Um, he'll do everything he can, and Putin's got a whole bag of tricks to um, consolidate power and, and further intimidate. I mean, Putin was famous for um, uh, housing bombings in in Chechnya, and uh, I believe that's where it happened, where he, he orchestrated uh, the bombings of these apartment buildings, women, children, uh, killed. And he blamed, of course, some enemy, the other. And he came in as the hero, and and his approval ratings went up. And don't think that can't happen here, um, because you know you and I lived through 9/11, and um, I, I, I think there's 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 that's never been fully explained. We've we've buried that one away. But in, in a lot of ways, it's affecting us today. I think 9-11 was the precursor to nationalism and, um, you know, blaming the other. And uh, we fought the wrong war. We went to Iraq, not Afghanistan, where the, where, the, uh, where the hijackers came from. And they were Saudis. And, I mean, it's so crazy. And, and, and now the, the Trumps are... are it's not in bed. They're screwing the 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 Saudis, um, taking their money. Jared Kushner is is the 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 chief thief and and criminal in that White House, profiting by trillions of dollars from the Saudis and protecting them. And uh, oh, this is like epic epic corruption. And 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 we've. <laughs> You know, I, I look around at people just trying to get through the day. I mean, this this stuff is what what did Hitler say? The bigger the lie, the easier it is to uh, to get it past people. And I think that's what's happening now. You know, the uh, you talk to anybody, have any conversation with anybody, uh, you're going to be called a lunatic if you if you start talking that you know it, Trump is anything but a saint and. Uh, he, the American hero. Um, so, anyway, Ray. <laughs> and last night, Chelsea Clinton somehow got blamed. I can't even follow this. Um, Chelsea Clinton 
<laughs> she's having another baby, and and she she went to a a, a rally to support the uh, the people who were uh, murdered in New Zealand, and she got confronted. I mean, we're spinning out of control fast, Ray. Um, <laughs> and I I wish I had some answers, but uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. But um, I I do want to talk about how this affects our uh, LGBT community. And um, I want to start off with the uh, Trump's vicious attack on transgender um, uh, military. Um, his, his second ban, his, he, he, he doesn't give up. He goes after the, um, you know, the Muslims with his Muslim ban. Like the first day he's in office, that gets rejected twice. And then he comes up with a third plan that uh, passes muster. Well, the same thing has happened with uh, the uh, transgender military ban. Um, he's now on version 2.0. And this week, the Supreme Court seemed to defer to it. And, and basically what it will do, it will mean the discharge of uh, 13,000 transgender troops uh, according to the advocate, and just a, a real kick in the stomach to anybody concerned with human rights, uh, transgender people, um, and, and people will die because of this. You know, transgender kids in school, uh, they'll be bullied. Um, I, I, <laughs> um, I don't know, Ray. Any any thoughts on? Uh, I, I don't like to throw fire, but this is just the reality um, that uh, uh, kids are gonna. Well, I mean, these are the most vulnerable of our of our youth, the transgender youth, and and the soldiers are going to. Um, you know, it's a disaster for them. And, and you know, the funny thing is, I don't think Trump really believes this. Knowing him from New York, he really wasn't a very smart guy. As a matter of fact, he was a Democrat for a while. And, and whatever you heard from him was, well, he's, he's tough, but um, he, he doesn't really have any thoughts about issues like this. Well, now that Putin's got his hand up his butt, um, he's got. He's suddenly got views, and he's got to play to his base, as they say. Which, which, which one? All this crap. Any thoughts, Ray? Well, I do. I have a lot of thoughts. I think I, I don't think I've ever been so introspective in my life, because I look back at this this quote unquote base. If I never heard the word again, it would be too soon. And I realize that roughly forty percent of the individuals um, that we grew up with were horrific racist uh, homophobes, um, misogynistic folks. And I look at people in my generation, everyone I think on the podcast knows that I'm 70 and I just will put it out there. Um, what happened to the, you know, to the, to the, <laughs> to the anti-war generation? What happened to the flower children? What happened to the passion that moved us when I was in the seventh grade from uh, going into the, I didn't go in the Peace Corps, but that was my dream. 
when I was 12. And now we've descended into this sewer. We've devolved into this this civil war of words. And, and he's trying to elevate it, he being the Trump, to, you know, to literally physical violence. I mean, I don't think anything has disturbed me as much as, as that in his whole presidency. I mean, he's openly saying the bikers will be there. Um, this, this is like post Stonewall when, uh, you know, I think it was Monterey, the, all the nonviolence in uh, not Stonewall, uh, uh, Woodstock uh, in 1969, you know, Wood, Woodstock, except for the, the problem with the, the brown Kool-Aid and things, had to, those happenstances, they didn't have violence. And they fast forward and brought the bikers in, and and or there was all this violence. And to me, that's a paradigm for what what Trump is saying. And I think he means this. I think he is so deranged, and such a narcissistic sociopath. Um, and you've been on this for a long time. It only, the only thing that matters, obviously, is him. My anger with him is it's evolving now into just blatant fear because I don't know what can stop this. I feel like we're in war games, and DEFCON 1 is coming closer and closer. And unless somebody punches that code in, figures out the code that was Falcon based on his son that died, if you remember that movie, that's what I think about. I think the clock is running out, and somebody is going to have to come up with a plan or a code to stop this man. And in the meantime, we're losing all this funding for HIV AIDS, and Betsy DeVos, the Secretary of Health, uh-huh. Uh It is destroying our public school systems brick by brick. I mean, David, when does someone realize that the road we're going down? Or maybe do you, you think that they do see it? I, I, don't, I don't believe they have any night vision. I don't believe they realize that an 18-wheeler, to draw an analogy, is coming right at what's left of this democracy. Yeah. I mean the 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 tale of uh I mean is there is there not one person in this whole government who's not corrupt or incompetent or both? I mean I saw um this is a guy who I think has run under everybody's um radar screen. Um he could be second in corruption to Garrett Jared Kushner, but Wilbur Ross uh, sounds like a name and a character out of uh, Hooterville or or or, or uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, and he looks it. He's 80 years old, thinking rich, and and he is the Commerce Secretary, and he played. Hey, guess what his job was? He was he was a banker at Deutsche Bank. And and I am confident. I mean, you know, you have to be a child not to see the connection that he was helping Russia funnel money to Trump, launder money through Trump, and and he's 80 years old and he gets this this petty nothing job at the Commerce Department, Commerce Secretary. I mean, he's rich beyond. Uh, we used to say riches creases. Uh, a rich Roman emperor um, who stole money <laughs> for his wealth. But Wilbur Ross was hauled in front of Congress today, or 
this week um, and asked by a Democrat to resign because Wilbur Ross is in charge of the census, the 2020 census, which is, is a really important, all census events are, are really important um, because, you know, they, they, they go toward voter um, information and uh, where people live so that uh, um, monies can be allocated. Uh, it's, and it's, it's key to keeping the current party in power if they choose to do so. So Wilbur Ross has been accused of voter suppression um, in getting the 2020 census uh, out there, and I've received my copy of it. Um, it's it's a very you know people see the census as a as a, a, a nothing burger as they say, but it is very important. And this guy, Wilbur Ross, who I mean, there's a line in my old favorite movie Chinatown where John Huston is 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 playing um, a real power game. He's, water was the big issue and. Southern California, and and uh, and he's he's well into his 80s, and he's trying to manipulate, and um, he's trying to manipulate the water uh, allocation and and the building of reservoirs. And some investigator gets it, and he gets to him, and he says, "How much money you got?" <laughs> oh, and Houston's like, "Oh, well, more than I could ever need," and. Uh, so why are you doing this? And he stop, uh, John Houston stops and says, well, the future. I'm doing it for the future. I mean, he wants power from, behind, from beyond the grave. And I, I, I looked at Wilbur Ross, and people should just Google him because he's filthy, 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 and he is affecting your life on an everyday basis, and he's stealing money. He's He's setting it up so the next 10 years will be um, more Republican power. And, uh, I mean, the cast of characters, uh, not only should Trump be impeached, every damn one of these these cabinet officers should be impeached. From Betsy DeVos, who, who <laughs> she might not be the most corrupt, you know, right? <laughs> uh, I- you know, I, I've, I've researched a lot on her too. I, re, you know, refer to her in my post as the Amway Queen, which she came money she came into from the marriage. I, I mean, this woman, you know, that her classmates did everything possible to make the world aware of not only how much she's lacking in intelligence, but the degree of vitriolic hatred this woman has. I mean, she is right there. She wants to take the LGBTQ and erase them from the face of the earth. She really does. When he is a word erased in that iconic movie now, Boy Erased, uh, she, she wants to erase all of us. And they knew that. I mean, she and Pence, we, we are dealing as you know, at the top of the show, you know, say, saying how much, you know, what, what's, what does the LGBTQ have to say plus on this you know, on what's happening. And every every week I, I try to drive it home. The reason we're talking politics so much is because 
the, our LGBTQ plus community has such so much at stake. If if Trump is elected, and if someone had a gun to my head right now, David, God forgive me, but I think that man's going to serve another four years. And I don't believe we're going to have a democracy left, let alone an environment. And I'm accused of overstating. Um, <laughs> I think I'm understating. What do you think? Um, well, I'm I'm dazed and I'm in a state of shock because you know you don't want to believe this stuff. You got to get up and and do your work every day and and um, uh, but for people who you know I've had Facebook wars over stupid little things. Um, you know you you, you criticize another Democratic candidate. And and you get accused of not not supporting the the party versus Trump. I said, this, listen, when did, are we going to lose free speech too? We can't we can't talk about our our views on other people. And of course, I'm going to vote for uh, the the Democratic candidate <laughs> if it matters. I, I mean, but um, Ray, I want to take a. a a brief pause here because uh, while we're on the topic of uh, eroding of rights and, um, you know, eroding of LGBT rights, particularly T, transgender rights and dignity, um, I want to read from um, my book, uh, just a short section on um, uh, healing the brain, stress, trauma, and LGBTQ youth. Uh, which is uh, our sort of signature publication um, about what all of this does to our health. And this is a segment contributed by Dr. Bill Buffy, our medical consultant, and we thank him for contributing this. This is what he, he wrote about internalizing prejudice. A sexual minority status, as explained by Riggle and Rostovsky, is defined by a culture of devaluation, including overt and subtle prejudice and discrimination, one that creates and reinforces the chronic everyday stress that interferes with optimal human development and well-being. LGBT individuals stigmatized by negative societal attitudes directed at the essence of their being struggle on a daily basis to balance the dual dangers of publicly engaging their need for equality and validation and remaining closeted to find some calm through an escape from public scrutiny. Many gay persons internalize such discrimination and prejudice. Fractured social support mechanisms and minority stress associated low self-esteem contribute to a high prevalence of self-destructive behaviors such as substance abuse, suicide, and risky sexual behavior. Hudson Bueller studied more than 34,000 lesbian, gay, and bisexual participants and found empirical evidence of the negative health effects of discriminatory policies related to marriage equality. They surveyed participants in 2001 and 2002 on a range of psychological health indicators, and they administered the same survey in 2004 in 2005, after 14 states approved constitutional amendments limiting marriage to opposite-sex unions. In the second set of responses, 
participants reported significantly higher rates of psychiatric disorders with increases of 36% for any mood disorder, 248% for generalized anxiety disorder, 42% for alcohol use disorder, and 36% for psychiatric comorbidity. In the comparable control group from states without such amendments during the same time period, there were no significant increases in these psychiatric disorders. And what uh, Dr. Buffy is mentioning, is referring to here, is uh, in, in the run-up to the election in 2004, George W. Bush, uh, part of the, the, the paradigm for, for creating Trump, uh, George W. Bush and his hack, uh, Karl Rove, um, got several key states, I remember Ohio, one of them, to put uh, ballot amendments, uh, to put amendments on the ballot for, uh, that would appear on the same ballot for president that um, called for a ban against uh, same-sex marriage, and they ginned up the, um, the bigots who came out, of course, voted for, for Bush, and really basically won the election for Bush. And you could see the numbers, the, the anxiety, the, the uh, substance abuse, the, uh, gen, uh, the psychiatric disorders going off the chart. And I, absolutely, that has to be happening now um, because uh, it just is. <laughs> it just is. So I want to... Um, I want to urge people, if you're interested in this topic, I hope you will, if you're a parent of a gay youth, if you're a, a gay youth yourself, if you're a teacher, if you're a minister, uh, you need this book. And you can get it on Amazon. It's Healing the Brain, Stress, Trauma, and LGBTQ Youth. Uh, you can search my name, David Baylog, and uh, that'll get you there. Or you can go to our website, which is healingthebrainbooks.com. It's healingthebrainbooks.com. It's very reasonably priced, under $10, and you can uh, be armed with facts as, as you uh, face the hostility. So, uh, so Ray... Um, so much to talk about, and 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 yet, <laughs> doesn't it get exhausting? It, it does, and you know, I have to admit, when you say that, I, I hate to, I hate to admit it, but I, I'm experiencing political fatigue at this point. Um, I can only watch so much of MSNBC, and you know, it wasn't that long ago I wouldn't miss a minute, and if I did, I'd tape it and watch it. Um, it's repetitive. It's going nowhere. Um, yeah. And I'm feeling this this fatigue. I have to get away from it. I literally have to get away from it. And I think that's what you were describing a while back. Yeah. Yeah, I found myself watching like three hours of it every day. And it is madness. It is, it is utter, utter madness. And... Um, I think one guy on Facebook described it, uh, uh, Andy Hum, who is, uh, you know, a, a, a longtime gay reporter and 
you know, I have my issues with him too, but um, he said, you know, he can't stand Chris Matthews. Um, Chris Hayes, to me, these are the MSNBC commentators. Chris Hayes just uh, speaks English like it's a second language and, and um, repeats himself. And then the ultimate queen of repetition is Rachel Maddow, who must tell you 10 times um, the same thing. And, and that's, those are just style things. But they're, they're, they're losing, they're in the weeds. You know, they, they just, I, I guess they have no choice. But um, I do have to, um, I mean, I, uh, CNN, I tried listening to Mario Cuomo or Andrew Chris Cuomo. And um, he's a piece of work, too. Everything is uh, uh, prosecutorial, and and he has Kellyanne Conjob on just way too many times for my taste. And um, it's unwatchable. It's just unwatchable. I I will have to, for the time being, give credit to, I I don't know if you watch this show, Ray, but at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and you know, then repeated later is um, this show from, uh, of all things, a former Bush communications director, uh, Nicole Wallace. And um, I, she does it very well. She really does in the sense that she's calm. Uh, she's emotive when something strikes her as, as just, completely off the wall with Trump. She she expresses it. She says why. And she has very interesting guests. So you don't hear an hour's worth of, like, you know, Rachel will just speak nonstop for 20 minutes. And, ah, uh, <laughs> a nightmare. I don't but know I do anybody like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say I don't know anybody who's a fan of her, and I've considered of myself a big one who hasn't come out with that same observation. And I guess it's the professor, or the teacher in me. I mean, when I'm up there, I have to repeat because it's part of successful teaching. But she's not a teacher; she's a journalist, a TV journalist, and you got to rein it in sometimes. You know, you really do. Yeah. Yeah, and and just just to make it a little weirder, I I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just gotta say, can she wear a different color than black <laughs> every night? I I get the feeling uh, there's something really weird going on with this woman, and and can't did you can her did girlfriend you buy her? Well, speaking of buying it, and I'm sorry for interjecting, but did you happen to hear it the night that she actually calibrated how much her outfit cost? Now, whether this is true or not, I I certainly don't know. Uh, But she said it costs $14 for the jacket and $4 for the T-shirt, and that's all she spends. And then she said it with great delight. I had to laugh out loud because it's probably true. Uh, Yeah, it, it is. One night she accidentally wore a jacket that was dark blue instead of black and and she made great effort to say that was a mistake i will never wear that jacket again that was that was just done uh by mis- by grabbing the wrong thing i'm back to black tomorrow and i went oh <laughs> <laughs> it's so 
just weird behavior. I'm sorry. It's weird. It's weird. And, and that's why I, I don't know. Nicole Wallace is probably, I'd hate her politics. I mean, anybody who supported Bush is, is got a lot of explaining to do. But she's really on to Trump. She gets what's going on. Um, and when uh, Sarah, she's famous for, you know, uh, she worked with Sarah Palin on McCain's campaign. And uh, she refused to vote because of that experience. And she, she kind of saw Palin as a precursor to Trump. Um, but, you know, at least she wears nice dresses and she changes them every day and she looks pretty. And, and, and what, <laughs> I mean, really, I, I know lesbians who, I mean, they worship Rachel, worship her, but damn it, can they buy her a, 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 a different color jacket or maybe a, a, a gray uh, shirt? You know, a lot of people I mean, say that that's insignificant, what you're saying, and I, I, I'm there with you, but maybe not for the same reason, or maybe it is. Um, I'm bothered by the focused audience on Rachel that doesn't expand. Yes, she gets the highest ratings, but how many people who are going to be important in, in the next election are really watching MSNBC? I feel like we're on the head of a pin, just like the other group is on a head of a pin, and neither the twain will jump from one pin to the other. And that bothers me because Russia just doesn't, in collusion, doesn't excite it for my, my stupid homophobic classmates. It, it, they don't care, David. They just don't care. They don't know. I, I don't know what those wonderful social studies teachers who were left and union leaders failed to teach them because they were wonderful people. And they've turned out at least half of my class that I wouldn't have lunch with on the last day of my life. Because, they, and I know it sounds strong, David, and I don't know how you feel about your classmates, but boy, my high school group has really let me down. I'm very, very disappointed in them. Well, the, the, you know, I had only one interaction with my high school group after 40 years, and, uh, um, you know, they were supportive in a way but very very limited and and i know where their heads are at i mean they 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 live in the comfortable padded world of the idle rich you know i'm sure some will say they work for their money um but they are they're not tuning into msnbc i know that and you're right i agree that that um msnbc preaches to the converted and um so that's why it's I I it's going to take a bomb. It's going to take not literally a Trump bomb, but to to somehow find a way to um, communicate um, the danger of this guy. Um, but it's it's like an iron dome, you know, the like the Israelis have. He's totally totally protect. Trump is totally protected by uh, ignorance. And fear, and he exploits it to the max. And what happens on MSNBC stays on MSNBC. You got I, it. I, I believe. Yeah, but um, I hope that. Um, 
I, 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 God, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. I, um, um, I do recommend this Nicole Wallace in the sense that I know she's a Republican, and if it, if she's outraged, then that tells me something. And um, she care her audience, I think, is sort of moderate Republicans. And if there are any of those left, she does do a very good show. I, I, I think it's, 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 um, uh, it's easy to watch. It's, it's, it's clear. And she, uh, as I said, you know, she wears different colored dresses. And um, <laughs> I've been taking to calling Rachel Morticia. You know, oh, absolutely. Without, <laughs> without the flair. I mean, it, it all doesn't mean anything except we're screwed. Um, but listen, Ray, we have uh, to close up shop here. And uh, I want to thank you for your time. And listen to Ray Sundays, WRPI.org. And visit us at a thousandmoms.org. And we'll talk to you, everybody, next time. Thank you. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Have a great afternoon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.